Hey guys, and welcome back to the All Things United podcast. Um, in today's episode, we'll be going over United's disappointing 2-1 loss to Huddersfield, um, as well as talking about if people are overreacting to uh, Jose Mourinho's recent form. And uh, yeah, just a couple of other thoughts, such as, is, Le- is Jesse Lingard a uh, first-team quality player for Manchester United? So as always, guys, I hope you enjoy. Remember to uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and drop a review because, you know, I'd really appreciate some feedback to see what you guys are actually thinking about uh, what I'm doing here and ways that I can improve it, uh, the podcast on stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. So, uh, United came into this game against Huddersfield, coming off a no-no draw against Liverpool, and midweek they managed to beat Benfica 1-0. Off an own goal uh, from a Rashford free kick, so I think the boys were fairly confident. I mean, I think we went into that Benfica game expecting the win, but it's always nice to come into a league game uh, off a uh, win. Now, I always think with these games against the especially like lower to sort of mid table sides, I always think that those types of matches are always going to be difficult for us because uh, we're a huge team and. I think going into those smaller clubs, every club is going to look at United coming to town as like a cup final. So they're going to uh, boost their energy levels and uh, work just that little bit harder to try and scrape a result from us. And I think this was uh, no different on this occasion. Um, so United's uh, starting lineup going into this game was uh, De Hengel. And then we had uh, Valencia right back, Jones at center back along with Smalling. We had Young at left back, uh, Herrera, Matic. Uh, Mata, Lingard, Martial, and then Lukaku up front. Um, now, seeing this lineup, I was very alarmed because uh, Rashford was dropped. I don't know if this was because his performance against Liverpool wasn't particularly convincing. Um, now, for me, I'm like an advocate of playing both Martial and Rashford together on equal uh, wings. And I just think the impact that they could make if they played together would be uh, great because they both uh, provide uh, a skillful player on the wing who can attack fullbacks and uh, make chances. So I don't know why Mourinho has this thought of, oh, let me play one but not the other. Maybe he thinks they'll cancel each other out. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. He, he could have made this change just as a sort of uh, shake up from the lineup from Liverpool. He might not have been particularly happy. I don't think any of us would have been happy after that uh, horrendous result against Liverpool. So maybe this was just possibly uh, him trying to send a message to the players saying, you know, nobody's spot is necessarily sealed in this team. You know, um, positions can change uh, and you should always be fighting for your spots. Maybe it was just a message to the players saying, look, I'm not going to accept performances like that in the future. If you want to keep your spot, you've got to continue playing well, which, I mean, I would like to see out of a manager, but at the same time, I'd love to see uh, Rashford and Martial playing on either of those wings. I just think that would be unstoppable as a partnership, uh, especially with Lukaku in the middle. I mean, God, uh, I don't think you can ask for a better front three than those two. Um, even though it's debatable with, like, the form of City at the moment and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, going into this game, the conditions, uh, windy... Yeah, it was just, it was it was a night game. Uh, nothing new. Uh, you know, Huddersfield came out, as you would expect, fast and furious, so winning those 50-50 balls. 
Um, Lukaku had uh, three clear-cut chances in the first half with um, with him getting played through on goal and uh, just hitting the ball straight at the keeper. And then we had another occasion where a cross came in. He uh, opted to just uh, play the ball. Just he decided basically uh, the ball was played in and he was being heavily marked. So instead of just trying to head the ball towards goal, uh, he instead opted to try and do some sort of bicycle kick type maneuver, um, which was very unexpected. So uh, yeah, I was frustrated with that uh, from Lukaku because I always expect him to score goals and uh, be productive because that's what we ultimately paid seventy five million for. Um, and I think. Mourinho was a little bit upset because if he would have put those chances away in the first like 10 or 20 minutes, the game would have been done. Like, I don't think, I think Huddersfield would have been then forced to attack and then holes would have opened. So seeing those missed chances uh, definitely was frustrating for me uh, from a fan's perspective. Um, we then didn't get very good news with uh, Phil Jones getting injured in the 23rd minute and having to be brought off uh, for Victor Lindelof. Um, who's a new signing for United. We signed it from Benfica. Um, I was fairly optimistic about Lindelof, even though I haven't been necessarily convinced with uh, many of his performances. I mean, you look back to that preseason game against Real Madrid and the horrendous penalty he gave away. Um, I mean, I don't think that would instill confidence in anyone, um, let alone me. So, yeah, so it was it was uh, unfor- unfortunate for the injury, but I guess it was a good thing to see Lindelof play and see how he could deal with the pace, because I know that's something that Mourinho has been talking about a lot in, like, his press conferences and stuff like that. Um, even though I was I was quite upset to see Jones get injured, um, again, I think he's been one of our standout players uh, at the start of the season. I think he's been surprisingly consistent, and he's been strong uh, without the without Bai either. Um, I think he's shown a sense of consistency, which we haven't really seen that much out of the back four, aside from Valencia, who's always consistent. So to see him get injured, I'm sure that throws another spanner in the work for uh, Jose and his team selections, because, I mean, he's been playing out of his skin. He got an England call. I mean, the guy's been in great form, so seeing someone like him get injured, uh, what that'll do to the team dynamics and how the team plays, I think it'll have a huge impact. Um, So as I said, that happened, I think, around the 23rd minute, so... Uh, Lindelof had a good 75 minutes to show what he had um, to Jose, and it would be interesting to see what he did later on in the match. Um, about 10 minutes later, surprisingly, uh, United conceded their first goal off a counterattack. It started off as a three-on-one. Um, the winger, I think his name's Esquerdo, um, new signing for, for... Oh, no, never mind. Uh, Esquerdo, that's Brighton. Um... The winger for Brighton cut inside, basically sold. Uh, I think it was Ashley Young. Uh, Take the shot at De Gea. De Gea had a very good save. And then uh, Aaron Moy, actually, a signing from Manchester City. They had him on loan last year. He's a, he's a pretty impressive center uh, midfielder. He's a good type of player for uh, Huddersfield to have. Uh, he then converted the rebound, hitting it into the right corner. Uh, the fans, of course, at Huddersfield just went crazy. And, uh, yeah, they were very passionate in their celebrations. I think he actually... Uh, ran to the fans after that goal. Um, so that was definitely a sucker punch, and I think it was a bit of a wake-up call to the rest of the team. Like, look, we have to actually start playing competitively and actually going after this game because us missing chances is 
it, it was almost like an underdog story. The the roles had been reversed. Now Huddersfield looking like the uh, more lively team, the uh, the favorite in this matchup, and United's looking fairly lackluster. And so it was uh, it was uh, fairly unusual to see this side of the team, considering how well we had started the season. And then um, and then about five minutes later. Uh, Huddersfield struck again. Uh, their striker, I think his name's Hamed, uh, he ran through and actually rounded De Gea and then just slotted the ball in the corner. And at this point, I was just utterly stunned. Um, I think after one goal, I think a team has to assess, okay, we have to wake up and get back into this game. But to allow a team to score two goals, and especially in such quick succession away from home, I think uh, uh, that was, it was um, definitely a blow. And I definitely had my head down. Um, Obviously, being a United fan, I always thought, you know, we can get back in this and we can eventually win this game, but it wasn't looking good from our perspective, at least. Uh, so, yeah, so we went into the second half. I was hoping uh, Mourinho would uh, would give, like, a sort of classic Fergie kind of talk, like a good sort of kicking of all the players saying, you know, what the heck are you guys doing out here? Um So, yeah, going into the second half, I was definitely hoping for a quick response from the team. And um, definitely hoping for some more chances out of the team. Um, through that sort of forty-five minutes to sixty minutes, we looked stagnant. We were uh, we were fairly jumbled in the midfield. Um, we didn't. Our passing was fairly unconvincing. A lot of square balls. Uh, not a lot of attacking play, which was very frustrating. And I'm sure it was frustrating for Mourinho seeing his side play in this very defensive. Uh, kind of attitude against a team like Huddersfield, who we should be beating uh, convincingly. Um, so yeah, seeing that kind of uh, it was just demoralizing. Seeing our players just kind of have no creativity. Then um, we eventually, like around the seventieth minute, we actually started attacking and looking very threatening, uh, holding most of the possession around the box, uh, making a few chances. Eventually, um, Marcus Rashford scored with a pretty nice header. Uh, Lukaku sort of swing the ball in, uh, kind of a drilled cross, and just Rashford got on the end of it and uh, headed the ball in. Uh, we then had a chance near the end of the game, about like the 86th minute. Um, I forget who it was who took the shot, but the shot was across his body, and uh, it was going, uh, I think, near post, and one of their defenders like slid in and blocked it, uh, which was <laughs> extremely frustrating. If you would have seen my reaction, I think I like fell out of my chair when that happened, because... It's just I I was certain it was going in and it was destined for the back of the net. So, uh, yeah. So we the game ended two to one. Um, probably a fair result in the end. Huddersfield for the most part dominated that game and they were the better team. Uh, Jose actually said that in his press conference, the best team won, and that he was um very upset about the team's overall lack of effort and ambition. Uh, I think he said I think he even said like if I was a United fan, um, I would be crying because. It's fair enough if a team is of better quality than you, but to have more heart than you, I think that's very upsetting. So I think that was a loud and clear uh, message to the players. And I think um, somebody who I was looking forward to seeing was actually Herrera and seeing how he would do, because he's been uh, dropped a lot throughout the season, uh, mostly just due to, I think it's contract talks, but I was expe- I was expecting more from him, and I was expecting more of the sort of Herrera that we've seen the last sort of two years Um very progressive, very attacking. So um, to see, you know, him not really make a huge impact in the game. And I think conceding two goals early for a team is definitely hard to sort of rebound. And I think especially um, they're playing, in my opinion, sort of a, 
a second-rate-ish team. Uh, you know, with now the likes of Lindelof in that center-back position. Um, speaking of Lindelof, I saw after this game, he was getting a lot of slack um, for his performance. Um, I think a lot of it is kind of undeserved. I think you've seen a lot of players in the past who have uh, started their United careers and had uh, very negative reviews. Uh, players like De Gea, who had a very shaky start to the uh, to his United career in the first two years, um, I think he had a pretty uh, shaky start. Not a lot of people were convinced by him. I, I know I wasn't. I was uh, personally. I was coming from watching someone like Van de Sar playing goal. I think uh, adjusting to him playing center back is, is uh, to him playing goal was definitely a shocker. So I think uh, we as United fans, we need to kind of support Lindelof. And he's only 22-23, so he could still develop. Um, there's still a lot of question marks around Luke Shaw. I, I've talked about Luke Shaw at length on this podcast. I still think he should be given a chance at left back, but it's obvious Jose is just not buying into him, whether it's because, you know, he snubbed Chelsea or whether it's because he just doesn't trust him at left back. I don't know. Um, but I would love to see him getting a kick in. I don't mind Ashley Young. I just don't love him at left back. Um, so, yeah, that was, for the most part, that game was uh, fairly, I don't know. It's, for me, I was expecting a win. But I think considering, you know, we were at Huddersfield, they were definitely up for it. Um, they scored two goals in the first half. I think it would have been somewhat unrealistic for us to pull back a win. Um, considering how the team was playing and the general morale of um, of the team, uh, after conceding those two uh, early goals, uh, I think for any team, let alone United, that's going to be difficult to come back from, uh, looking at it from a psychological standpoint. I mean, I think, I think one is bad enough, but two... That's just uh, horrendous. Yeah, so um, so looking at it from an ambition standpoint, I had um, some people asking me about like the uh, the how I felt about you know players not giving a hundred percent for the team and all this kind of stuff. And I think as a fan, it's definitely um, it's definitely saddening. It's definitely upsetting when your team doesn't get when it looks like your team isn't giving a hundred percent effort or isn't particularly bothered for a game because we know as fans that we would give 100 percent if we ever got the opportunity to play for united so i think to see some of these players who are earning uh you know six-figure paychecks a week uh not show up for a game and look lackadaisical and slow and not go for 50 50 challenges and just show a lack of heart really i think it's um it's definitely concerning uh for some of them, and I think it could just be a case of they just simply weren't up for the game after Benfica, and maybe some of them were fatigued. But um, I think for the most part, the team just played terribly. I think uh, the team that Jose selected, I think it was a fine team. I just think the team, in particular, just kind of looked over Huddersfield. I think, to be honest, a lot of top teams probably would overlook Huddersfield. Obviously, not after this result, but. Um, initially going into playing a team like Huddersfield, I think a lot of people would overlook them. Uh, just qualifying from the playoff championships, you know, um, having a new coach, I think, yeah, a lot of um, people would. But I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that this loss can be like a wake-up call for United and say like, okay, we have to actually, uh, we can't just cakewalk the league. This isn't like the French league or the Spanish league where you can, uh, go week by week and play a second-ranked team and still uh, challenge for the league. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's that's one positive that comes out of this 
uh, quite unfortunate result, to be honest. Um, now, in terms of also the aftermath, I also saw um, a lot of uh, fan pages and uh, videos on people calling out Jose and saying that this is Jose's fault, he's not playing the right players, he's um, he's playing the typical Jose way, which is to play defensive, um, this isn't how we're supposed to play, um, he doesn't get the United mentality, um, you know, he isn't encouraging the players enough, and I think honestly, like, Jose Mourinho is one of the best managers in the world, uh, regardless of if you like him or don't like him or think his demeanor is terrible or whatever. Um, I still think he's up there with the top managers in the world today, um, just because if you look at his track record. So I think for us to be calling out Jose after a two, after our first loss of the season, remember, it's not like we've been on a losing side like we were with the likes of uh, Van Hall and uh, Moyes. I think to be calling him out at this stage after a 2-1 loss, it's kind of, um, I think you're pulling the trigger too soon. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are very anti-Jose and love every opportunity to laugh at him and to say, oh, you're not the right person. Oh, you never should have came and all this kind of stuff. But I think the one thing that he has that uh, boys certainly didn't have, and I don't think Van Hal had, to be honest, um, is that winning mentality. Um, he knows how to win leagues. He knows how to bring the best out of players. He did it with Chelsea. Um, and we saw how that Chelsea team went from being league champions one year to being uh, literally a shadow of themselves. I mean, Hazard was invisible for that whole year. And I know if any Chelsea fans are listening, they're going to get extremely triggered by that. But I mean, that team was a shambles. And uh, regardless if that team let up on Jose or not, um, I think he does know how to win. And I certainly trust him. Um, I think just tactically, he he seems to know uh, how to approach different games. I mean, we saw in the Chelsea game last year, uh, he practically uh, defended Hazard out of the game, putting Carrera on him to man mark. Um, so I think we should be trusting in Jose, and I think it's very premature to be start blaming him and start asking for a new manager to come in. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of that, it's um, I think we should calm down in terms of blaming Jose and uh, saying he's not the right person for the job. Because I think in the long run, I could see him staying for three or four years. And like I know uh, a lot of this is coming off of his recent comments saying that he still has more ambition and that he doesn't see him finishing his career at United. But in factuality, if you look at somebody like Sir Alex, which is you know the manager that probably every team wants, uh, somebody who's going to stay at a club for 20-plus years and um, you know stay loyal to that one team and build them up from, you know, from a lower level to being one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, I think in today's current football climate, I think that's that's very unrealistic. Um, I think managers are always looking for their next opportunity. I mean, you see someone like um, Koeman, who just got sacked from Everton. He went from coaching Southampton and making them into a fairly decent team with a lot of good young players and um, definitely things to look forward to in the future to going on to Everton. Or you look at... Um, I know I've talked about Moyes a lot, but you look at Moyes. He he went from uh, coaching Everton, which was fairly a mid-table side, to now um, to now coaching United and now going on to Sociedad. Um, you see, very rarely in today's climate, uh, managers staying for more than five or ten years, um, because I think managers are always looking to test themselves, um, regardless if that's problems with the team or if that's uh, just they just want a change of scenery and they want to go to a new league and prove that they're one of the best. And I think going on to that point, uh, Jose actually has proven, proven himself 
in multiple leagues. That's why I respect him so much as a manager. Um, he's won with the likes of Milan, uh, uh, Real Madrid, Porto. And you could argue, yeah, those leagues aren't necessarily the most competitive. And yeah, he he basically took very good teams and managed to win in those smaller leagues. It, you still have to put a team out every week and manage to win and deal with big personalities. So I think for a guy like him, I think he can take on the stature of the job, and I think he knows what the job actually means and what uh, it means to a lot of people. Um, I think he understands the stature of the club, and I think having Sir Alex there as a director, I think that's definitely going to be a useful tool for him throughout the year. Um, to sort of instill that passion within the players to try and win more titles and uh, hopefully um, achieve more in the future. Um, keeping that United uh, uh, philosophy or mentality alive of that we always want to be competitive and we always want to uh, win the league every year. So, yeah, I think um, I think Jose's definitely the right man for the job, and I think uh, we're, we're just kind of overreacting right now. Um, it's one loss. It's our first loss of the year, remember? Yeah, we're five points behind City, but City will... Uh, I think those tougher tests against the likes of like Chelsea or Spurs, I think those are going to be... And us, to be fair. Um, those are going to be the real tests. Yeah, you can beat a team like uh, Crystal Palace 7-0, or you can beat a Stoke 5-2, but I think once you come up against those real... Uh, real strong competition, I think that's where you, you prove if you're going to win the league. And I've stated previously before on this podcast that I fully believe that um, that it's going to be United and City uh, fighting for the league. And they're going to be tossing positions for most of the year. I don't see City getting out to like a 12-point or a 15-point lead and just walking with the league. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in, in conclusion to just this week's game, um, I'm disappointed in the team's general effort. But I guess when you're playing two or three games a week, it, it can be hard to always uh, move up your intensity. But I think we'll generally respond by this, and I think Jose will definitely wake up some of those players and say, look, um, we can't keep doing this, and we can't let one loss turn into two, and et cetera, et cetera. And we have to get back on a winning pace uh, because that's what's going to end up uh, leading us to challenging for the title this year. So I think... Uh, Huddersfield was a disappointing result, but I think it was a result that we needed uh, to show that we're not invincible, that we're not this team that can just cakewalk teams and play second-rate teams and still manage to win because every game in the Premier League ultimately is um, a challenging game because of what I stated earlier with these lower teams seeing these big games as like cup finals. Um, I think it's going to be very challenging. and We're going to have to see if our stamina as a team can uh, consistently pull out good results against quality teams. Um, we still have the likes of Chelsea City uh, to play, so I think it'll be very interesting. And speaking of uh, those big teams, we actually have Tottenham next week. Uh, Tottenham came off a 4-1 win over Liverpool. A really dominant victory, but, I mean, honestly, it's against Liverpool, and their, uh, their defense is not very reliable at all. Uh, it's like water going through a filter. It's just it's a leaky as all hell, like... I don't know. I still don't know how United didn't manage to put about six past them. Um, but yeah, Harry Kane's on fire. Uh, Deli Ali's playing well. Of course, Christian Eriksen, he's doing well as well. Um, so yeah, they've got some very creative players. They've got a strong back four, like Sir Dorier, Ben Davies, uh, Vertonghen, and uh, Alderweireld. So they're, they're a strong team overall. Um, I think it'll be an interesting test just to see how Jose approaches it. 
um, from a tactical aspect, I hope that he goes for it because I think if we go toe-to-toe with Spurs, I think it can be a goal frenzy and it can just be about 4-3 or something ridiculous like that. I think uh, one of the keys to that game is obviously going to be canceling out Kane and making sure he just gets very limited delivery. Um, I think we're going to need somebody to man-mark either Ali or um, or Ericsson, which is where I think someone like Herrera can come in because we've seen him do it in the past. So I think uh, blocking those players out will be uh, very important. And then obviously uh, we need to make sure that Lukaku is taking his chances in front of the net. Uh, we can't have him just um, assuming he can score whenever he touches the ball. We need him to be clinical and uh, finish those chances and prove why he was worth the ginormous uh, price tag. And I could see I could see Jose playing a, a very similar lineup to the um, to the one he played not not against Huddersfield, but I could see him playing a very uh, similar back four. Uh, obviously with Jones up, he might play Lindelof, which I'd be slightly worried about. Um, but for the most part, I could see him playing a fairly unchanged side. If I was to give you my predictive side, it'd probably be De Gea in goal, uh, Valencia right back, uh, Lindelof and Smalling center back, and then Valencia left back. Um, and then in the middle would be Matic and Herrera, and then you would have, um, preferably for me, I'd probably play Mkhitaryan at 10. And then I'll play Martial and Rashford on both of the wings. I've obviously talked to you about how much I love the idea of um, playing Martial and Rashford on both wings just for their attacking power. Um, and Mkhitaryan, I think we just need to start using him at the 10. Like, if I see him play out on the wing again, I'm actually going to flip out. Because he, he's not a winger. He's a number 10. That's why he created all his chances for Dortmund and uh, supplied Aubameyang with all those goals. He was playing underneath them. Um, and I don't think Josie's been playing him in the right position. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, his form hasn't been necessarily great, but I think if we can put him in at the number 10, uh, he can put on a show against Spurs. I think he can prove why he's that, uh, creative playmaker for our team. Um, having Martial and Rashford run down the wings, you kidding me? That's going to be great. Um, and then having him feed Lukaku, that's going to be really golden. Um, so I think definitely playing someone like Mkhitaryan at number 10, or even Mata. Uh, even though he lacks the strength, um, I think he could be useful. Again, the main issue with us is going to be our height because Fellaini's out and Pogba's out. Um, but we're just going to have to adjust to that. I think uh, our defense a little bit worrying, uh, but I think I don't know. I could see this goal. I could see this game being very entertaining, uh, being multiple goals. I don't think it's going to be a nil-nil like Liverpool was. Uh, unfortunately, man, that that match was so underwhelming. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, if we can get a win over Spurs, possibly like a 3-1 or something like that, um, I think definitely we, we send a message to most of the league saying, look out, like, we're, we're contenders. Like, we, we can beat those types of sides. And I think now is probably the best time to start doing that with teams like Chelsea playing well and obviously City scoring many goals. I think it's important as ever for us to send a message and say, look, we, we, we're not going to play defensive against the big teams. We're not going to just sit back and park the bus. So I think um, I think definitely, yeah. I think uh, we need a win. We need it to be a defining win, and we need to just boost that confidence among the players. Um, and yeah. Um, actually, as I'm recording this, guys, um, we just came off a 2 no win over Swansea. Um, I'll do a little review of that. Uh, not a very big game. It was the last 16 of the League Cup. Um, Twenzabi in this game, 
was an absolute monster. Like, he, he's 19 years old, and uh, Jose could just make him such a good center back. And actually playing him in his, like, correct position was just great to see tonight. Um, he's definitely someone that we need to look out for as United fans. I've known about him since probably last year because he was playing against those big teams like the Spurs and the Arsenals last year. But, however, he was playing in the center midfield position. So, um, I think, yeah, seeing him play in this game and playing um, so well, I think that definitely, like, leads well for him uh, to definitely play in more sort of League Cup, FA Cup type matches, which is great to see. because he's, he's a youth player. And I think as much as we talk about Rashford's development, um, I think Twins AB can be one of those players that Jose can actually build up. Um, and 19, that just leads, like, if he actually develops into a half-decent center back, that's our backup center back or potentially starting center back alongside Bailly for the next, like, five or ten years. Um, and it'd be a great story as he's a youth uh, product. So, yeah, he's definitely someone to look out for. Um, this game against Swansea, uh, it, was, it was not really that competitive. I mean, um, we wanted to know. Uh, Lingard actually scored two goals, and it's actually funny because... Um, I know in some podcasts before, I've been talking a lot of smack about Lingard. So, it uh, seems good too. I, I like the guy. Um, he's got good finishing. That first goal he scored uh, was nice. Um, it was just Herrera played a ball to Rashford. And Rashford actually had his back to goal, and he just back-flicked it to, um, back-heeled it to Lingard. Literally, not even a back-heel. Like, he just flicked it. Like, he moved his leg, and it deflected the ball to Lingard. Um, and they gave the keeper the eyes and slotted it in the corner. And then the second goal was uh, impressive as well. Just a cross swept in, and he ran into the box and headed it um, from about the penalty spot. So that would definitely be good for his confidence. I, I hope that he doesn't play against Spurs, but I think that was definitely a good showing for him and a good confidence boost for him. So, yeah, and we're on to the quarters. Uh, I don't know who we'll be facing. For me, the... League Cup isn't a very big priority. I think for me, the biggest priority is the league, and then it's probably the Champions League. I want to see us go far in that competition. And yeah. Um, so guys, I think I'm going to end it there. Again, I, I don't really know how long I should make these podcasts. I'm thinking around 30 minutes is a good time. I know that uh, Liverpool rant was 25 minutes, but honestly, I was just so fueled with rage that we managed to draw at Liverpool. Um I couldn't really go on for much longer. And I need um, more like suggestions for stuff to talk about. So if you can like drop that in the review or uh, or anything like that. I haven't made like any sort of pages for this podcast yet. I probably will in the future. Again, uh, give me feedback uh, through the reviews. What you guys would like to see, what maybe I can talk about in the future. Uh, what players you guys are looking out for, all that kind of stuff. Because um, for the most part, I'm making up these podcasts on my own, making up topics to talk about. But ultimately, it's probably about the um, fan feedback that I get from you guys. And I do honestly want that because I want to uh, improve this podcast as much as I can. So, uh, yeah, as always, guys, I hope you enjoyed. And uh, I'll be dropping the Spurs review probably like middle of next week. Probably around this time. Uh, I'm going to the States for a couple of days, so I'll uh, drop it then. Um, yeah, and hopefully you guys enjoyed, and uh, subscribe if you're new. All right, see you.